0: Galatians chapter 3, verses 19 through 27. Galatians 3, 19 through 27. The Apostle Paul writes, Why the law then? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise was made would come. The law was ordered through angels by means of a mediator. Now a mediator is not for just one person, but Yahweh is one. Is the law therefore contrary to Yahweh's promises? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that was able to give life, then righteousness would certainly be by the law. But the Scripture has imprisoned everything under sin's power, so that the promise by faith in Yeshua the Messiah might be given to those who believe. Now here's our text for this month. We began on this last week. Verse 23. Before this faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. The law then was our guardian until Messiah, so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For you are all sons of Yahweh through faith in the Messiah Yeshua. For as many of you as have been baptized into Messiah have put on Messiah. Now Yahweh bless His Word to our hearts today. We have before us a text that is often used in an attempt to abolish the law of Yahweh. It's the famous schoolmaster text in Galatians 3 verses 24 through 25. That's what I'm going to talk about today. I call it the schoolmaster text because that's what how it reads in the King James Version. The law was our schoolmaster. The HCSB says the law... Was our guardian. So, what do we who observe the commandments make of a text like this? How do we understand and harmonize the verses here with other scriptures that show the law's continuance today? Well, I hope to show you in this lesson, in the easiest way that I know how, what Paul meant when he penned these words to the assembly here in Galatia, or the assemblies in Galatia. I want to equip you like I do every week. That's my goal. I want to equip you to be able to give an answer in defense of the way that we practice our faith. I don't want to just come here to sing songs to Yahweh. That's good and that's commanded. I don't want to just come here to encourage one another through testimony and share prayer requests but I want to come here to teach the Bible so that we can put it into practice in our lives And also so that we can better understand doctrine. Doctrine that Yahweh teaches us through His Word. So the next time somebody tells you when they find out that you keep this law or that law in the Bible and they say, but we're no longer under the schoolmaster or the guardian now that Christ has come, I want you to be able to say, let's talk a little bit about the schoolmaster and then explain the text to them. So the first thing that I want you to do is this. Believe these verses in the Bible. There's no need to figure out a way to negate what the verses say. I think sometimes people in the Messianic or Hebrew roots movement do that with certain things in the New Testament. Well, that's not as important because it's in the New Testament. Just as some Christians negate things in the Old Testament, we don't want to be guilty on the reverse of negating things in the New Testament so let's believe what the verses say verse 24 in the HCSB the law then was our guardian until Christ so that we could be justified by faith that's what the verse says that's a beautiful truth don't shy away from it understand it yes be able to rightly explain it yes but do not do away with what the verse says don't act like the verses are not there And don't immediately jump to other verses when someone brings these verses up to you. When someone asks you about Galatians 3, 24-25 and the schoolmaster, your first answer should be to go to that text, not to jump to, well, what about this verse in Matthew, or let me show you this verse in John, or let me show you this verse in Ephesians or Philippians, etc. Your first answer should be to go to the text. I've told people before that usually if you present a text to someone and their immediate first reaction is to jump to a different text in order to explain it, they don't have a good argument. It's okay to go to other texts and harmonize, but deal with the text at hand first. Hit it head on. Let people know, listen, I'm not afraid of Galatians. That's what this whole series that I'm teaching all the way through the book of Galatians is about. We don't have to be afraid of Galatians. Galatians has taught us a lot of things. There's a lot of things in here that I think Messianic and Hebrew roots people aren't readily accepting of um, because they've swung to the extreme side of the law. And there's other things that Christians aren't accepting of because they've swung to the extreme side of grace. So believe the text. Remember what we learned last week in verse 23. Verse 23, Before faith came, we were kept in custody or imprisoned under the law. Before faith came does not mean before faith existed, but it means before the first coming of the Messiah. It doesn't mean that the saints before Yeshua's first coming did not have faith or were not justified by faith. They were it means that before the first coming of the Messiah, that Yahweh predestined to take place at the proper time, before that faith came or before this faith came. Some Bibles will read before this faith came and they'll place the article before the word faith, which is there in the Greek text. But before faith came is fine too. As long as you understand, it's before the first coming of the Messiah, before the Messiah came and did His work. Before that happened, Paul says, we, speaking of his kinsmen, the Israelites, we were confined under the law. And the law imprisoned all of us Israelites, Paul says, because of our sins against us. Remember, the law itself is not a prison if obeyed, obviously. The reason that the law imprisons is because Scripture has concluded all under sin. Our sins against the law is what imprisons us. So Paul centered in on the time period in history in verse 23 before Yahweh sent His Son in the fullness of time. Prior to that occurrence, no one could ever be saved ultimately because of their sins not being completely and ultimately atoned for by the work of the Messiah that was to come in their future. This is Paul's line of thought here and in this line of thought he writes, The law was our guardian until Christ And he's speaking specifically of the time period prior to the first coming of the Messiah. That's what Paul is specifically talking about when he says the law was our guardian or our schoolmaster until Christ. He's speaking of Israelites that lived during the Old Covenant prior to the time that the Messiah came on the scene to do all of his works, to obey Yahweh the Father, to live a sinless life, to die a sacrificial death, to be raised from the dead on the third day, to ascend up into heaven, and mediate for us uh, from then until this time. All of the Messiah's works. Now, I want to teach you a Greek word tonight. I did this specifically because Brother Frankie loves to learn the Greek language. (laughs) I don't want you to think that it's too difficult to understand. I want to teach it to you because I think that it's going to be necessary for you to, to know when you talk with people about this text. I have faith in everybody here. I believe I get to teach some of the greatest people on the planet. And I believe that you can leave here with more wisdom and understanding about this text. The word translated as guardian in the HCSB or schoolmaster in the KJV is the Greek word pedagogos. gagos. Think of, uh, I learned this from Brother Tim Welting. Peda, think of i paid a receipt i mean i paid a bill and gagos think of um, goggles but not goggles gagos so paida gagos tim says this is how we learn to remember words that are hard to say so the greek word here is paida gagos and it literally means a child leader Peda would be the greek word for child boy specifically and gagos or gog would be the greek word for One who leads, one who guides. So literally, pedagogos means a child leader. One who leads or guides a child in the way that they should go prior to their adulthood. Now, among the Greeks and the Romans, which was the culture of the people that lived in Galatia, Greco-Roman culture, there were trustworthy slaves or servants in homes who had the job of supervising the life and the practice of children who grew up in higher class families. So you'd have this high class Greek or Roman family and they would have this servant or this slave in their home that would supervise and lead and guide their child. The child leader would make sure that the boy or the girl knew right from wrong in any given situation. The servant was even responsible for leading the Greek or Roman child to the schoolhouse of that time. The pedagogos, this is a common mistake or misunderstanding... But the pedagogos was not the teacher at the school, but was the servant who led the child to the school and met the child after the schooling to lead them back home. They supervised the child to make sure the child was taken care of. So the translation in the HCSB, guardian, is a beautiful rendering of the Greek word pedagogos. The guardian cared for the child... Kept the child safe all the way up until his or her adulthood. Paul says that the law was our child leader or our guardian until Christ, so that we could be what? Justified by faith. So there's a direct reference here to how faith in Christ justifies, not the law. The law showed the Israelites right from wrong leading them and guiding them. The law sought to protect the Israelites from harm and keep them from the immorality of heathen nations. But the law was leading and guiding them to something greater, their justification in the Messiah. The law was guarding them until one day when the Messiah would come, perform His works and cause justification to be made for all of the children of Yahweh, the elect of Yahweh. No longer would their sins against the law hold them down because Yeshua's work during His first coming set them free from all the sins they had committed. Now I want you to think about this. When a Roman child was led by the pedagogos for his or her entire childhood and they came into adulthood in Greco-Roman culture, did that mean that everything that the guardian had said showed, done, or taught was now irrelevant. Of course not. It only meant that the child was now an adult and capable of moving on to the next phase of his or her life. Now, I remember when Tisha and I first bought the house where we live now. We've been there for about 12 years, and 12 years ago... Morgan was 8, Benjamin was 6, Elijah was 4, and Rosalind was 2, and David was not even born yet. So we had four small children at that time, 8 and under, and they all needed guidance and guardianship. They all did. They needed to be protected and molded and shown the way of life. And one way that I sought to protect them was I wanted to put a fence around the three acres that we bought. I wanted my children to be able to play outside have a fun time but they were little and little children do not understand certain dangers that face them. I did not want a toy ball to roll outside the property into the road because my small children may have walked right out into the road had that happened not realizing the danger of an oncoming truck at 40 miles per hour. Some people call this sheltering your children And yes, that's exactly what we did. I wanted my children to be sheltered. I wanted them to be protected. Because they were not of the age to where they knew properly how to conduct themselves in life. What was dangerous and what was not dangerous. So I wanted my children sheltered and protected and I still want them sheltered and protected. Obviously, the older they get, the less I have to be a guardian in that respect. The truth is, every good parent shelters their child. Parents may not all do it the same exact way, but every good parent looks after and keeps safe their child. The younger the child, the more protection and guardianship they need. Like little Rosalind there. Precious, precious child. But she has to be guarded. She has to be protected. She has to be taken care of. The fence that I put around my property and the gate that I put up in my driveway, those things kept my children inside. They enclosed my children in a safe area. I was not doing it to harm them. I was guarding them. I was being a pedagogos. Two of my children are now grown up and married, and the other two are 16 and 14, and we have a fifth child who is now 9. King David sitting right up there beside mom. The fence is still up at my house. What the fence did and taught still remains true. But my adult children no longer need that fence because they understand safety and caution in a way that they used to not understand it when they were children. Prior to a person's faith in Christ, now we're talking about individually, Prior to a person's faith in Christ, the law acts as that fence. The law acts as the guardian or child leader pointing to Christ. Even though a person may be an adult in the natural, they can still be a child in the spiritual. The law corrects, disciplines, guides, and leads the way. We don't always follow its leading as spiritual children, but it nonetheless leads us in the same way that Roman household servant leads the little Roman boy through adolescence. When a person places faith in Christ, whether Judahite or Gentile, they become a spiritual adult by faith. They're all sons of Yahweh by faith. They begin to see then, as a spiritual adult, they begin to see why the guardian was there. Their eyes begin to open to the beauty of all the instruction that made small or little sense before. And they no longer need the law in the same way that they needed it as a child. The law is still there, just like the guardian. The law is still there, just like the fence. It just doesn't function in the same way once you are a spiritual adult. That is, once you place faith in Christ. Let me give you another illustration. I used to wonder why my dad restricted me from doing certain things, from hanging around certain people, or from going to certain places. I used to think that I knew better than my dad. It's amazing how much I grew up from the age of 16 to the age of 20. The age of 16, I didn't think my dad knew anything. At the age of 20, I didn't think I knew anything. Four years. Now, I'm being funny. It just takes time to grow up. It takes time and experience to learn things. So I used to wonder, Dad, why can't I hang out with this guy? Why can't I go to that place? My dad would say, Son, I'm looking out for you. It's not in your best interest. No. I would get upset. My dad's holding me back. Why can't I do that? But I was a child. I thought I knew a lot. But boy, was I ever wrong. My dad was protecting me. I honestly, genuinely believe my dad always sought what was best for me. My dad was a pedagogos to me. He was a child leader. I just didn't understand the significance of his role at that time in my life because I wasn't of age. Now that I'm grown up with five children, two of them married and a grandbaby, That's about to be here any day. Praise Yahweh. I'm a grandfather. Hopefully I don't look like one yet, right? I had a lady this past week on a job tell me, you don't look like you're old enough to be a granddad. said, praise the Father. Hallelujah. But now that all that's happened and I've been married for over 20 years and I have parental experience under my belt, now I see in a clearer way than I've ever seen before Why my dad did the things that he did. I see so clearly now, even more than 10 years ago, and a lot more than 20 years ago. I understand his reasons. I get why he sheltered me. I get that. I understand because I've been a parent for a while. The older I get, the more I appreciate my father, my earthly father. The older I get, the more I want to tell my dad, I'm sorry for not listening and obeying. I just didn't get it then, Dad. What you did, I now see, was for my good. The older I get. And you know what? I think it's going to continue. I'm 37 now. I think it'll be even more appreciation at 47 and 57 and 67. And then when my dad's not here anymore, I'll probably appreciate him more than ever before because of all that guardianship and leading that he did when I was a child, still to this very day, if I get caught in a situation and I don't know what to do, I can go talk to my dad and he will listen and he will hear me out and he will do his best to give me good, solid advice. The function of my dad in my life now is not exactly the same as the function of my dad when I was a child. But he's still there. And what He taught me continues to live on in my life. How He guarded me continues to have relevance in my life. See, brothers and sisters, the law was our guardian to lead us to Christ so that we could be justified by faith. Once faith comes into your life, once you grow up spiritually, the law is still there and you appreciate it more than you ever have before because you're grown up. It just doesn't function in the same way as it used to, just like my dad and just like that fence. You realize as a spiritual adult that you couldn't be saved without the law. I believe that the closer you get to Yahweh, the more holy you see Yahweh is. The stronger your relationship becomes with Yahweh, the more you see that you couldn't exist without Him. And the more you appreciate His grace and His mercy, the more you're thankful that He's forgiven you, that He shows love to undeserving people like you and I. You realize you couldn't be saved without the law because it taught you about the Messiah. It led you to the Messiah. Your sins were never washed away by the law because that was never the law's job. Its job was to guard you, to direct you, to instruct you, to protect you, and to lead you to the Messiah. His sacrifice and His blood that does wash away sin. Are we saints now under the law? Not as a child leader. Not as a pedagogos. For those who have placed faith in Christ, they have come into a spiritual adulthood and no longer are in need of that function of the law. The law that once only condemned now is written on your mind and your heart if you're a saint. And you appreciate the law now more than ever because you can see now more than ever that it was always teaching you rightly for your good. And you can see that only in Yeshua, the Son of Yahweh, can you find the forgiveness of sins that you need. The law then was our child leader until the Messiah, so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, since Messiah has come and performed the works of Yahweh, and since we're grown now and have a relationship with the Messiah that we used to not have, we're no longer under a child leader. We're able as spiritual adults to leave the fenced-in yard, and still live for the Messiah. We're able as grown-ups in the Spirit to hug the pedagogos, to hug the child leader, and walk away as an adult remembering what the child leader taught. A little child can't do that. A spiritual adult can Brothers and sisters, Apostle Paul is not bashing the law here when he calls it a guardian, schoolmaster, or a pedagogos in Greek, which is probably what he wrote, actually. He's giving us careful instruction on its function and its role. One of its functions and roles. Not its only function, but one of its functions. And we don't want to forget the big picture of Galatia. Paul is warning the Judaizers in Galatia not to make obedience to certain aspects of the law a prerequisite for salvation for believing Gentiles. He's reminding his fellow kinsmen, the Israelites, of their need for the Savior and that without the coming of Messiah, they'd still all be children in need of the child leader. Thanks be to Yahweh that the Messiah has come not only in reality, in history, but also in our individual lives in faith. We'll continue this in verses 26 and 27 next week. Let's stand and close in a word of prayer. Almighty Yahweh, thank You so much for Your Word. Thank You so much for Your law. And thank You so much for dealing with us in patience, as a good heavenly Father. Father, help us Yahweh not to go to one extreme or the other. Sometimes we have to fight that inclination. We want to go too far to the lost side or sometimes we want to go too far to the grace side. Yahweh, help us see that it's a beautiful harmony, beautiful tapestry there woven together. And help us to understand that apart from Your Son, our Messiah, that we would be, men and women, most miserable. Thank You, Father, for sending Him to us, that we might be justified by faith in Your Son. I pray all these things to You, Father Yahweh, through Him. Amen.